Welcome back, listeners. It's been three long weeks since you heard the sweet, dulcet tones of moi. I am this close to needing a haircut, but still look fabulous, and our fair foursome is in full flux. That's alliteration. Okay, where were we? Ah, yes, the spells from Professor Oberman's book are going swimmingly. And by swimmingly, I mean Lyle was so distracted thinking of Helen during his water polo match that he nearly drowned. <laughs> Helen! Mama! Mama! Lyle is in love with Helen. Check. Dimitri is also in love with Helen. Double check because it simultaneously fulfills all her wildest fantasies and weirds her out. Helen, I've cleaned my codpiece just for you. Helen is annoyed because she thinks Lyle and Dimitri are pranking her by showering her with love, which, let's admit it, it's a sad state of affairs for Helen's self-esteem. Triple check. (laughs) Dimitri, get that piece and that cod away from me. I wanted you, but not like this. And Mia, so used to being beloved, her mind and short little legs have all but short-circuited now that everyone wants Helen and not her. She is minutes away from hallucinating bloody hands and handing out rosemary for remembrance, if you catch my drift. What do you mean Lyle and Dimitri are countersuing me? I'm not even suing them! So Mia's not getting any work done. (laughs) Mostly because there's no one willing to work with her. And according to her official complaint, because her apartment is so full of flowers and chocolates for Helen, she can barely find her way to the bathroom. (laughs) Obviously, I've worked very hard to bring up old deep-seated issues between them. I dug deep into their Facebook pages and found photos of them as girls. Girls with headgear acne, gangnam-style t-shirts. Suddenly, the algorithm is giving them all these memories about the time Mia stole Helen's valentine, the card, and the person, and the time Helen teased Mia about wearing knockoff shoes because even if Mia was always pretty, she was also always poor. Oops, a message from Professor Oberman. Patrick, have you found my book yet? This is urgent. My sister-in-law and I are both getting worried. Sounds like Oberman's wife should be getting worried. But I digress. No, Professor, I still haven't found your book. A lie. (laughs) Okay, okay, Lyle? I was thinking we could do our talk on whether A Midsummer Night's Dream is still relevant to modern audiences. Like, the whole idea that people fall in love because someone cast a magic spell on them, depriving them of their agency, would be incredibly problematic these days. Huh? What do you think? I think you put me under a magic spell, and I cannot stand to put my love towards anything that isn't our love. Come on, Lyle. Our presentation is due next week. You love this stuff. How about Shakespeare's subversive take on women? Women having to dress up as men to be taken seriously. Only male actors being allowed to play women's parts. Although that's not Shakespeare per se. But there's also the angle of women dying without their man. Desdemona, Ophelia, Juliet, Lady Macbeth, Cleopatra, Cordelia, Gertrude, Lavinia. Oh, wow. 
Maybe you were right. Maybe Shakespeare is problematic. There is nothing either good or bad, but thinking makes it so. Oh, but Shakespeare's so good. <sighs> what a piece of work is a man. How noble in reason, how infinite in faculties. I yes, yes, Hamlet. I get it. And I love it. Damn it! In form and moving, how express and admirable. In action, how like an angel. In apprehension, how like a god. Oh, good. Dimitri is here now, too. Helen, shall I compare Dimitri, the... Dimitri, please. You've made your point. I've clearly taken Lyle off your hands, so you're free to work with Mia. Mia? Who is this Mia you speak of? Ugh, I get it. Look, I'm starving. Did you at least bring anything for me to eat, Dimitri? I did. Here's some of your favorite chocolates with the truffle center. Mm. And lactate so you can devour them without bounds. Just as I devour my love for you without bounds. Helen, I brought you an alkaline water in a thermos, so it's good for both your body and the planet. Well, <laughs> if you're both going to keep up with this nonsense... At least I can make some of it work for me. <laughs> hey, everyone. Uh, Dimitri. I, I I was thinking we could work on our presentation. Ugh, Mia's here. Hi, Lyle. Glad to see you're handling our breakup well. I'm doing totally fine, too. I definitely did not drive around listening to sad songs and crying so much that Olivia Rodrigo issued me a cease and desist order. Oh, whatever you're thinking of saying right now, Lyle, don't. Sorry? Thank you, Helen. Oh, Mia! Come sit next to me! How are you doing? Tell me everything. I, I feel like I barely see you these days. Well, uh, I only ugly cried for two hours today, so I guess that's progress. Yes, I heard you. So did the neighbors. I just don't know what happened. Things with Lyle were so great, and then he just changed. Mm, tell me about it. That's exactly what it felt like with Dimitri. It was like Lyle loved me so much, and then suddenly he loved you. Same with Dimitri. But it's like you've got exactly what you've wanted with Dimitri now. No. This isn't real love. This is mocking. They're just pretending to make fun of me. How is this making fun of you? Lyle carried you all the way here, and Dimitri is rubbing your feet right now. Dimitri never acted like this when we were together. This is way over the top. This is all just some extended performance art thing about anxious attachment styles when I know for a fact that Dimitri is fearful avoidant and I'm anxious avoidant, so I'm totally triggered now. But how do you explain Lyle then? Um, as I've maintained from the beginning, I think Lyle just sucks. Only if you let me, Helen. Oh no, here we go. And I was doing so well. I feel like a total outcast. This is just like the time you told everyone at school my sneakers were fake. What are you talking about? You tagged me in that pic on Facebook. Hashtag glands aren't vans. <laughs> that was just a joke. I can't believe you still remember that. <laughs> I just don't understand how I went from a boyfriend and a backup boyfriend to no boyfriends. 
And I'm not saying you stole them. Well, even if I did, it would be a taste of your own medicine. What does that mean? Miss stole my boyfriend on Valentine's Day in 2008. What are you talking about? You know what? Let's forget about them. I have an idea. What do you think about you and me getting together? I'm sorry. I have a policy against dating my roommates. And women. I, I've tried. It's just not for me. To work on the project. Oh, really? Yeah. At this point, what choice do we have? I'm not sacrificing my grade. Yeah. Yeah, that's a great idea. I would love to be your partner. Sorry I'm late, everyone. I was busy chatting with the cutest all but dissertation on Smarter. Mr. Goodfellow. Helen and I would like to do our presentation together. What? What filthy knave screwed this up and got Mia and Helen together? Oh, yeah, that's right. You can't respond since I've taken my number offline because a certain super fan, <coughs> Nina, <coughs> got a little too overzealous with her messaging. Now, I'm stuck with two almost functioning students, a dissertation that is out for review, and a rogue janitorial staff employee who found my trampoline and returned it to the cheer squad. It's enough to put a TA in a coma. Oh, maybe that's them now. Nope. It's Professor Oberman demanding an update on the talks. And by demanding, I mean his chair is asking him for an update because if we don't start bringing in some cold, hard cash, they're going to cut professors and Oberman's going to have to come to teach 101 classes. Don't worry, they'll keep me. I read Oberman's special book directly in the head of HR's face. I might not become chair, but I do have a whole lot of dirt about her offering to take me on a trip to Borneo to bore her Let's see how we can make this more interesting, because Daddy needs some distraction. Oh, I know. Remember when our clueless co-eds didn't know the difference between a donkey and a derriere? Let's make sure they learn. If Mia's so excited to present with Helen, she's surely excited enough to make a pretty presentation fire with all her pretty crayons. A little Facebook memory dive here. Ah, perfect. Photoshop there. A little filter here. Bop, bop. Tag and post. Then we just share this to Twitter from an account that is definitely not mine. Add some comments from accounts that are definitely not the many my mother invented for trolling. Just pay a few hundred Moldovan bots in Bitcoin. Some key influencers. And one very fun hashtag. Hashtag Butthead Helen. <laughs> Damn, I'm good. I wonder how long we'll have to wait. Why is there an ass photoshopped on my head for my presentation? Fire! Wow. Even for Helen, that was quick. Uh, I don't know. I still think a timeshare arrangement for Helen 70 30 is... 70-30 is my final offer, Dimitri. Uh, it just seems... Could you negotiate in a different study room? Helen and I are working together now. <laughs> Mia! How could you? How could I what? Do this! That's just a 
picture of someone with a donkey head on. It's me. You made it in Photoshop. You made me an ass head. You know I'm sensitive about my face's resemblance to an ass. <laughs> no, no, I, I never said that. Other people did, but oh. I never did. Sorry, sorry. Besides, how do you even know it's you? Because those are my fingerless gloves with the quote from Macbeth. See, it says, all the perfumes of Arabia will ne'er sweeten this little hand. Is that what that quote was from? I just thought it was a pro hand washing thing. See, I knew you did it. Wait, why? Look who's next to me in the picture. I don't see anything. Look at the feet. Hooves? They're your glands. <sighs> God, you're so jealous that everyone wants me for once and not you. <gasps> That's not what the picture would suggest. How dare you? I am sick when I do look on thee. Thou dissembling harlot! Great, now you've got them started again. You know, if anyone should be mad, it's me, Helen. You went behind my back and told Dimitri that Lyle and I were working together in the first place. They were on our doorstep. What was I supposed to tell them? Helen, do you want me to handle her for you? Do you want me to handle her for you, Helen? I don't need to be handled! Helen! This is just like the time in camp when I got my period before you, and you decided to fake getting yours with ketchup and jello. I spent the rest of the canoe races with you at the nurse's office because you gave yourself the world's worst yeast infection. You always have to be the first, the smartest, the saddest. Are you sad, Helen? Let me blot your tears with my shirt. You know what, just... Mia? It's not my fault that I am smart and people resent that. People resent that you're smug. Quiet down, little legs. Away, you three-inch fool. Maybe we should talk about how Shakespearean women can't get a word in edgewise. If I weren't so mad at you, I'd agree. It's time for you to get lost, Mia, thou elvish-marked, abortive-rooting hog. Thou foul defacer of God's handiwork. You starveling, you eel-skin, you... That's it. There's only room for one of us here to defend Helen's honor, me. I say we fight for Helen's affections. Yes, but beware. I know stage combat. I know women's self-defense. I want to be fair, and I did just have an energy drink. Well, I just had a manicure. Shall we fight next Monday? Uh, Tuesday. I'll have my understudy at the ready. If you get an understudy, I get a fairly waged body double. Obviously. Obviously. You see that, Helen? Next Wednesday, I will meet Lyle on the battle stage with my fold-up rapier. Yes. On Thursday, we will duel for your honor. Helen? Mia? Oh, they left. <laughs>